Dr. Ray Mitch, your host. You are listening to the Psych Monologues. The Psych Monologues is a podcast devoted to exploring our journey toward wholeness and living in truth and grace, all at the same time embracing the profound mystery of our relationship with God, with ourselves, and with each other. So I've got a question for you tonight, and that is, are you a ditch or a reservoir? And I'll come back to that in just a second. Last week, we were talking a little bit about differentiating between surviving and thriving. And we looked at uh, the various kind of landscape that has to do with surviving, uh, basically doing whatever we can to get through the day, to hang on until it's over, to, to uh, just, uh, what do I want to say, uh, <laughs> Uh, land in this place where the victory is going back to bed and getting up the next day and doing it all over again. And surviving uh, is is really about not being proactive. It, it's a, not about the future. It's about getting through what is before me. So getting back to my question to you is, are you a ditch or a reservoir? Well, in a lot of cases, I like to um, take some time, if we're going to talk about a question, is to define what the terms are of the question. And the first thing is, uh, what's a ditch? And I think everybody probably has had some uh, exposure to ditches, whether you run into one with a car or other vehicles, or it is a means of moving water away from somewhere. But the key characteristic of a ditch is that water flows through it and it water flows in and then it flows out. And when the water runs out, nothing else flows out and the ditch is dry again. So that's a ditch. What about a reservoir? Well, here in Colorado, we, we live by our reservoirs. Uh, and we can drive by a number of them. There's one on my way as I drive to CCU, and it's pretty low. Uh, we, we're in a pretty significant dry spell these days here in Colorado, and reservoirs are meant to store water, and once that water is stored, then the overflow of that water uh, goes to uh, irrigating, to uh, feeding, uh, giving life to all the surrounding areas around that reservoir. And so when we talk about thriving, that's what I want to draw this parallel to. Because a ditch is really about surviving. What goes in comes out. And once, it, once there is no longer any inflow, there is also no outflow. And that would be the nature of surviving. Our only hope is is that the flow manages to keep going long enough for us to get through the day and that there's enough outflow from it. On the other hand, a reservoir is most effective when it is cared for and it is put in place in order to store the water in it and, and be able to have the water come out of it. So when we talk about thriving, thriving is a matter of being a reservoir as a person where I begin to find ways to store up 
the resources, emotional, physical, um, uh, spiritual resources. I store them up within me and I find ways to do that so that out of that overflow that comes from that reservoir, it blesses and impacts the people around me. So the key to thriving is developing a reservoir mentality. And that's not easy to do. I, I think the reality is, is that most of us are really living at the level of survival. And, and I, have, I, I mentioned even in the last podcast about uh, my own experiences with survival and living at that level. And the part of the problem is, is that we don't, we really don't have a, a very good language, if you will, for understanding what thriving really is about. And the thing I would have you uh, remember is that in a lot of cases, we can, we can live at a survival level where we're taking care of the most basic needs of ours, but not really looking much beyond anything of, of the sort beyond that. But we don't really have or haven't developed much of a vocabulary or a language for thriving. How do I go about thriving? Is it something that I choose to do? Is it a moment in time? Is it a lifestyle that I develop? What is that? And I, 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 it's all of those, actually, when we, when we look at it and talk about it. We, it, it really is all of those things. Uh, when we're talking about thriving, but we, I, in my humble opinion, uh, we need to develop a lifestyle of thriving. And one of the keys to this is about perspective. Perspective is everything. And so when something happens that I get discouraged about or doesn't go the way I had hoped, or my expectations don't match the realities, then perspective is everything. It allows me to put whatever happens into the appropriate perspective, one that matches reality, and at the same time, gives space for me to be disappointed. It's both. And the reality is, is that when I go into this space and allow reality to be there, my disappointment, and my perspective to be there, that it could be better. I, there are some things I need to change, which, uh, you know, I, having that perspective is, is something else we need to talk about when it comes to grace. But when I have both of those things together, then I have a chance to make the choice toward thriving or flourishing might be a better word to, to look at it. And so perspective is very important to cultivate within us. The, the thing that I react about is that <clears throat> I think we tend to say, well, I just need to believe that this is the case. And while that may be true and that impacts the behavior that I engage in, believing that something can be better, believing that there is a future and there is a focus that I can have for the future does not negate the current feelings that I have right now. And that's where the problem comes in. We love our categories and we love it particularly when the categories are mutually exclusive of one another. So it's either I'm thriving or I'm surviving. But we can't really do both. 
But I don't think that matches how we function or even the reality of how we function because we cycle through, in some respects, surviving and thriving. Part of the key is stringing together with some of the things that that I'm going to talk about here, stringing together moments of thriving, creating space, creating and protecting uh, the things that I have been called to take care of, all of those sorts of things. And so perspective is important. It doesn't squash the reality of what's going on, but it does keep my eyes to the future about where I am heading and what I am heading toward. See, I had there's an old saying that oftentimes I'll say, and that if you shoot for nothing, you're sure to hit it. And in the same sense, I have to keep my perspective while maintaining a valid a validation of the reality of where I'm at. And it's easier, I, I'll be the first to admit this, it's way easier to keep our categories, thriving, surviving, in separate boxes and not have them kind of all get jumbled up together. So there's, there's that in terms of how do I pursue thriving? And I, I would even translate it into the biblical term of an abundant life. Now, let me, let me take a, a, a off-ramp for just a second when we start talking about an abundant life because we equate an abundant life to being a blessed life. And I would propose to you that the abundant life, even the, the full life, is one where there is the intersection of the, the truth of what God describes the world as being broken, but beautiful, broken, and uh, still an opportunity to connect and to um, experience grace. And so we have the what I often refer to as the big T truth, the, the, the uh, way God describes us, the way he describes himself, how, uh, what is our relationship with him supposed to be like? What is our relationship with each other supposed to be like? All of those principles are what I often refer to as big T truth. But there's another kind of truth. And, and I, I think I want to make sure that I get nailed down that I'm, I'm, I'm not adding anything here. This is, these, these are terms of convenience just to kind of tease out how we tend to talk because we tend to talk like truth is a uniform thing and it's only built on reality but there is also another truth and see that 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 big t truth that i just mentioned to you is universal it's to everyone i mean the most basic one would be gravity it's a truth and and quite honestly gravity doesn't care if i like it or not it, or doesn't care whether I disagree with it or not, it still functions. It's universal to everyone. But there's another kind of truth, and that truth is the one that I refer to as little t truth. It's the truth that is unique to me. So it's not universal to everybody, but it's unique to me. And so when I say something is true, oftentimes I'm speaking of little t truth. It's the world as I see it my perspective, my reality, my perception of it. And perception is a big term. Perception from even a psychological point of view, perception is an organizational term. It's taking all the data that I have before me that comes in through my senses 
and adds to it all the perspectives and experience and conclusions. And I add all that together with the, the senses that I that I have from the or sensing the world around me and I come to a conclusion in a lot of cases that's perception and so my perception is the little t truth and oftentimes in our interactions with one another we get very confused between these two things because once one person may be talking about the little t truth the, the the experience that they have, the discouragement they may be feeling. And what we do is is oftentimes pull the big T truth out and say, you know, that's not how God sees you. While that is true, that is terribly, terribly ill-timed. See, truth has its greatest impact when it's well-timed. And there are there's at least one verse in Proverbs that points to that fact is that the 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 uh, the the uh, what do I want to say here? I got to pull it out of my memory bank. Uh, the words of a friend that are well timed, that are intended for my good, are like settings in silver. And so I have to find a way. And I, I would suggest, and this is just a suggestion. This is not absolute truth or anything but i would suggest that living the abundant life is living in this tension between big t truth and little t truth where i hang on to the big t realities that god has god has set in place for me to help me anchor myself but i also have to validate the little t realities that go on in my heart and in my life and my relationships and all those sorts of things. There's a tension that occurs there. It's a like an intersection in a street. There's tension there. How do we reduce the tension? It's called a stoplight. We tell people to go at one point in time and other people to stop while the other people go. But we have to live in the tension of that, those two truths. And so that comes together in pursuing the abundant life. Not living the abundant life, but pursuing the abundant life. Because pursuing the abundant life requires trust. Not only trust with one another, but also trust with God as far as what he offers us in our relationship with him, in our relationship with each other. Now let me, let me throw a few other things out here in terms of what about thriving? How do we how do we pursue thriving? And I've already mentioned this one. It's accepting the present and keeping an eye on the future. That's kind of the idea of perspective. Another one is keeping an eye on or focus on my purpose and calling. See the the when I forget my purpose or the calling that I feel like God has laid out for me. And that may not be clear. At any given point in time, it wasn't clear in my own life. But if I start to lose sight of that, what do I do? If I lose sight of my calling, then I end up comparing. Because my calling or my purpose is the plumb line for deciding how I'm going to interact with the world. And I, I judge my behavior and the things that I do in light of that plumb line. But if I lose that plumb line, then how do I figure out what's 
quote unquote, the best thing to do. Well, I compare it to someone else. And I just read this quote recently that comparison is the thief of joy. I think it was Theodore Roosevelt that said that. A third thing to do in terms of pursuing thriving is to focus on relationship and connection rather than rules and production. Now, that, that doesn't mean I ignore outcomes or anything like that. It doesn't mean that. See, that's our tendency, is that when somebody says something like I just said, we go running out to the extreme and say, well, are you saying then that I just should not care about what comes out on the other end? No, of course not. But the one thing I do know, even, even with what little, I, really little, I know about manufacturing is that if you don't put a good process in place, the outcome will reflect that. And so if I focus on the process of connecting with other people and the relationships I have with other people, that is what fills my heart. That is what fills my soul in order to produce the kind of outcome that I'm after. It's not perfect. doesn't always work out perfectly, but it is a, a part of that. Another one that, that is often pointed to in a lot of the research and literature that, I, that I've been looking over and talking about this is trying to develop a sense of gratitude. <clears throat> now, that, that's, that's a very, I don't know what to call it. It, it. it sounds or at least smacks of a platitude to me. It's like, how do I just be grateful? <laughs> and I would suggest that in order to develop a sense of gratitude, I have to have my eyes open for the gifts that I'm surrounded by. The people around me, the things that come toward me that I take for granted oftentimes when they are a lavish gift that is offered me in, in the people that are in my life. And developing this sense of gratitude is to say, nothing is, I, I will do all that I can. I, I almost said nothing is taken for granted, but that's too absolute. But I will do all that I can to understand that the incidental conversations, the laughter, the humor, the times with people when we look each other in the eye, because that's about all we can do with masks, is a gift. And it's worth being thankful for. And I, this, this one's tough. This is tough for all of us. It, it, it certainly is tough for me. I take these things for granted all the time. And I look back as I'm driving home and thinking, wow, what an interaction that I just had with that person. And it, it's a gift. It doesn't have to happen. And so there's one last thing I want to mention, and, and then we'll call it a night. And that is just three three different strategies and they're all words that kind of convey even bigger concepts that that I can perhaps develop at a later point in time but there're three things reflection connection which I've already talked about and protection and see if we don't spend time in self reflection then how in the world are we going to develop gratitude if we don't spend time in reflection, how do we know the conditions of our own hearts and our own needs, I might add? If we don't spend the time in self-reflection, then how do we process life at all? 
I believe it was uh, I believe it was uh, Socrates that said, "An unexamined life is a life not li- worth living." Examining our lives and the days and the things that occur actually develop space in our soul for the kinds of things that we're talking about with thriving. And I already mentioned connection and having that be a primary uh, aspect. And that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean um, you know heavy, deep, and real kinds of conversations. It's just connection, and and walking away with an appreciation of the, the the aliveness oftentimes we feel as a result of that connection. The opposite of that is isolation. And that's where survival often is, is all I'm focused on is getting through the day and me getting through the day and isolation. Just don't don't get in my way. Don't interfere with my focus. Just let me be and let me get it done and I'll move on. So connection. And the last one is protection. And this one actually has kind of three different components to it. Protecting my time. There was an author about 20 years ago that released the book Margin. And margin was, how do I build margin into my life? You know, you read a page in a book. Of course, we don't. I mean, ebooks still have that. But I think the one thing you will notice is, is that text doesn't run all the way across the page. There are margins. You know why they're there? To let your eyes rest. <laughs> so developing margin gives us some rest. The second thing which also fits in with margin is space. So not only protecting my time, but also protecting my space. Scripture is pretty clear about taking care of our hearts, which is the third one. But having good enough boundaries to say yes to some things and no to other things. And that's the space that I've been given. If I... I, I if I live within every, every moment of every day, there is no space, which fits with the ideas of margin and time. And then the last one is protecting your soul. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. You know, in the Middle East, water is very, very important, particularly fresh water. And when somebody found an oasis or a well, what did they do? They put a guard around it to protect it so that they could secure their water source. A lot of times I see in myself and others around me that, that they don't take care of the well very well. <laughs> and so when they don't take care of the well, what flows out of it, now this is sounding a lot like a reservoir, what flows out of it is pretty contaminated and lo and behold that that contamination affects our relationships and everything downstream so how do we pursue thriving i would go even farther and say how do i pursue an abundant life and a lot of it is maintaining this dual perspective of living in the present keeping an eye on the future to Focus on and hang on to the purpose I feel like God's put me on this earth to to pursue. And connecting with people, not remaining isolated and only focusing on getting whatever needs to get done for the day. So those are a few things. It's a lot more 
Uh, there's a lot more going on in my head, even as I'm, I'm thinking about this further, about thriving. And, but I will uh, call it a night. That's it for tonight. Let me, let me remind you of a few things. Uh, apparently, my link for the GoFundMe site to uh, uh, fund uh, a silent retreat for a CCU student uh, isn't working. It is under, uh, it's, it's being reconstructed. My hope is, is it will be live in the morning, uh, which would be October 10th in the morning. Uh, and so if you are interested, I would ask and prayerfully ask for you to consider partnering with us and making it possible for CCU students to continue to participate. Next week is going to be our first silent retreat since COVID hit. And so we, we've had to raise the funds in order to uh, have students go. And at this point in time, a lot of it is self-funded, which is a pretty steep climb for, for college students to do. So if, if you're interested and willing and, and feel like this uh, kind of moves the needle for you to want to help some students go to one of these retreats, please visit the website at drmitch.com. Hit the CCU link, drop down menu to the silent retreats and uh, make a donation to on the GoFundMe site uh, there. Second thing is uh, coming up, uh, and I will put the link up on the website, but coming up on Monday, I'm going to be doing a full-blown lecture about the two topics that I've been talking about in the last two podcasts. It's entitled Surviving or Thriving, Even in a Global Pandemic, uh, and it will be uh, live-streamed at 7 p.m., and go till 8 or 8.30 thereabouts. There will be a QA and a uh, with some opportunity for me to interact with audience members, whether online or in person. And that, that is uh, coming up. So you are uh, invited to join me uh, at that time. And then finally, uh, subscribe. Subscribe. If there are some things I've talked about on the podcast that that uh, resonate and you think you think of a friend that might need to hear it please pass the link along and invite them to to join and subscribe to the podcast either on podbean raymitch.podbean.com or on the website at drmitch.com there's a subscription link up in the right hand corner either way that will allow them to uh, be a part of the discussion which i really would desire that to happen or to be uh, with with this uh, uh, podcast. So um, on that note, just as a side reminder, when you go down to uh, the CCU link and go down to the podcast link, which is there, there is actually a Q&A form. And so if there's some question or something that I've said that triggered something in you and you want further clarification, um, if I can get enough questions going, then I'll, I'll set aside a time at the end of the podcast to answer a question for anybody that, that uh, has one for me. So that's it for tonight. Thanks so much for joining me. I pray that you enjoyed the weekend and that it is a good time of refreshment and recovery. And as always, love you. Later. Bye.